Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast with your hosts, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff. Today, we're going to be talking about new things out of SHOT Show. SHOT Show just happened a week ago when we're recording this. It'll be a couple of weeks when this actually releases. Do you guys have any updates from the field this week? I don't. I've got nothing going on. Haven't really done much in the woods, unfortunately. I'm on the same boat. I... Uh have neglected my duties of an outdoorsman. I have not been outdoors. I really have nothing since the last episode when I pulled my trail camera and saw what was out at the farm out on the east side of the state. Haven't been in the woods, don't have any cameras out right now, so I don't really have anything going. All right. Well, I have some exciting news. Um, If you guys listened to our last episode, I've been tracking a uh, black squirrel to complete my Ohio Squirrel Grand Slam. You have. Yeah, I've been been tracking, you know, and I've been trying to find one, and, uh, you know, it disappeared. The black squirrels disappeared from the woodlot that I was hunting. Um, I got news from the neighbor that he had, he had seen one. So there is still at least one around. Okay. And that's exciting for me. This is something so. that you just talk about with your neighbors? Like, hey, seen any black squirrels recently, or how did that come up? They volunteered the information, actually, because we were just chatting and uh, they said, you know, you seen any turkey, you seen any of this, seen any of that? And they said, and they said, the other day we saw a black squirrel and we thought that was pretty cool. He said, I've been listening to your guys' podcast and I heard that you're on the hunt for a black squirrel. I almost, I almost wondered if he, <laughs> if he had been. Is this the same neighbor that runs his dogs across your property and scares your deer away? Yeah. yeah. That should be your next conversation. Well, I mean, he's, he's a cool guy and it, I mean, it happens, you know, but yeah, same guy. And that's actually how I ran into him was I was in the woods squirrel hunting. So maybe that's why he told me about the black squirrel. Oh, okay. But I was in the woods squirrel hunting and he came walking through the woods. So I, you know, went up to him. We were chatting it up about this and that and said, the other day, yesterday, I saw a black squirrel. And I said, you did. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell him that I'm playing to shoot it. <laughs> but, <laughs> said, funny you mentioned that. Which tree was he in? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah. good. I guess we do. I guess this is an update from the field. We are. We've got some exciting Ohio Huntsman news. Where we are actually in the process of testing some some new deer feed com, uh, some new deer feed from an Ohio company. So, pretty excited about that. We've got we've got high hopes. We're doing some uh, some product testing on it. Yeah, currently it seems, it seems like a really nice product, you know, really good product from a really good company. So we're we're excited about it. Yeah. So, so we'll keep you keep you posted on that. Yeah. All right. Well, like Jeff mentioned, we're going to talk about Shot Show this week. We've got a few things. I'm sure if if you know you followed the news at all about Shot Show or or paid attention to any of that, the big things. This is going to be. I mean, because Shot Show is is everything firearms related. You know, so. There's tons of AR-15 stuff and and tactical stuff, and that you know we're a hunting podcast, so we're going to talk about things from that we saw from Shot Show that are interesting from an Ohio huntsman standpoint, yeah. an Ohio hunter, things that you might use hunting, things that are that we thought were interesting. So you know things like the new Winchester 350 Legend Round, the new straight walled cartridge from Winchester, the shorty shells that we saw from from Federal. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the new 
rifle options for like 450 Bushmaster, also the 350 Legend rounds. And this wasn't this wasn't announced at, at um, Shot Show. I think it was at the ATA show. But Primos has a new one of their that surround view material. They've got a new blind with that surround view material. So we're going to talk about that. What we like. What we you know some of our thoughts on that. So where do you guys want to start? Well, let's start with the hot the hot topic the here. Hot topic because everybody's interested in the the three fifty legend. Yeah, that's that's hot right now. People are really excited. Rightfully so, I, I would say. So, so if if you haven't heard, Winchester is, has come out with a new straight walled rifle cartridge. They're calling it the Winchester three fifty legend. It's basically a rimless cartridge, a two two three case. But instead of being necked down to a 22, di- 22 caliber diameter, it's straight walled all the way through and essentially takes a 357 bullet, right? Am I getting that right? Yes. Yeah. There, and Jeff, I'm hoping that you've got some of the, the claims because as we're talking about this, I realized I forgot to write them down, but they've got, they're making some pretty impressive claims. Like the, the, the biggest claim is that it's the, Fastest straight walled cartridge. Right. It's got um, more more energy than a thirty thirty and a three hundred blackout or something yes. with less recoil than a two forty three. Yeah. It, it basically what what they're saying is that it is faster and has more energy than any other straight walled cartridge with noticeably less recoil than any other, you know, with I, I heard someone describe it as comparable to uh, a forty four Magnum. Oh, okay. In recoil, felt okay. recoil. So they're sort of selling it as like the straight walled cartridge to end all straight wall cartridges, right? I mean, yes. like the the some of the nice things about it is most of your straight walled cartridges today are a rimmed cartridge, meaning the rim diameter on the head of the the case is larger than the case diameter. That means most of those rounds need to be run in a lever action gun, a, a non, single shot. Yeah, yeah, a non-auto loading gun. Right. So this is a like I said it's basically a, a 223 but just doesn't neck down. So it can easily be run in an auto loading gun. That I'm sure there'll be tons more offerings in as far as rifles. And I don't know what I've seen so far is Winchester is has a bolt action rifle that, that shoots this round. And at Shot Show, CMMG, which is more of a, an AR15 company, is coming out with an AR15 platform chambered in 350 Legend. They're selling the complete rifle. They're going to sell the assembled upper. So if you already have an AR-15, it the upper will go right on to your existing AR-15 lower. It, from what I saw, you do need different magazines. They had to do some work on the magazines to get them to feed properly. But you can buy... The impression I got was they're going to sell the uppers, and you can, I'm sure you can buy the magazines. Yeah. Or if you want to do a complete build, if you're an AR-15 guy and you like building AR-15s, they're going to sell just the barrels because essentially the rest of the parts are standard AR-15 parts other than the magazine. So you would buy a barrel, a 300, a 350 legend 
barrel and a 350 legend magazine and you would have <clears throat> then you could buy whatever other ar-15 uh pleasantries you're you're into and build your own ar-15 chambered in 350 legend Anything else on that? What do you guys think about that? One important caveat about this is that it's being marketed as the bullet diameter of being 0.357, which is the smallest legal diameter to hunt deer in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But I've heard on some gun blogs that when they actually release the specs of the ammunition, like the range to gunsmiths and ammo ammo manufacturers uh they list the range as being 0.355 to 0.357 okay so potentially this gun could be both legal and illegal to use on deer in ohio based on who's making the ammunition Hmm. and now i doubt a game warden's gonna carry around a caliper to you know, get yeah. you on a thousandth of an inch or two thousandths of an inch. But that is something to pay attention to. If I had to guess, I'm going to assume that Ohio will rewrite the laws, if that's the case, to basically include this cartridge yeah. and exclude other smaller cartridges. Right. You know, I think the real worry is they want to exclude nine millimeter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can. You know, if they can clear up the gray area, right, by changing the wording to where this 350 Legend cartridge is allowed, then, you know, that would, I, I, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm with you, I'm hoping that's where they go with it and it clears up any kind of potential gray area or somebody getting busted over a few thousands of an inch. You know? Right, right. And also, this is just uh, word of mouth on some gun blogs, so... It may not, you know, be the case. Right. Right. I, from the little bit I kind of read and followed, it looked like Winchester was holding it pretty tight to the vest. So, like, all the details and all that, because I think they wanted to be one of the only, if not the only, to offer a gun chambered in it. Later in the week at SHOT Show, like you said, CMMG came out with, or announced their AR, but I think that was... As far as I know, right now, that's the only two that are... I'm sure that's going to change yeah. now very, very, very quickly. quickly. But but at this point, those are the only options. Well, and it made sense for Winchester to work with a company that is is basically primarily a, an AR-15 company because Winchester is not an AR-15 right. company, right? They, right? But it gives some more excitement around their... and adoption around their new cartridge. Right. Especially because it's the only, like you said, the only straight-walled cartridge this point that's going to be able to be used in a semi-auto yeah I, so it's, well the the 450 bushmaster can be used but that is about the only other one because yeah but there's no i mean there's a bolt action 450 bushmasters but that's pretty much all i see right i mean i mean they they sell ars i mean there's oh they do yeah it's just i, I looked at the cmmg website and they have a 450 bushmaster okay yeah I it, guess I haven't looked into it's, it. It's not super popular, though, really, to hunt, at least in Ohio right now. You know, the 450 Bushmaster was originally designed for hog hunting. Okay. And I think those hog hunters, you know, in Georgia and stuff, they, they like it in the AR platform. Yeah. But it hasn't really caught on in Ohio 
as much. Okay. And I'll be interested to see too what Ohio does with their max rounds. You know, like because I know that was an issue, a point of contention, I guess, with like these new straight walled cartridges. There's no way to really plug them like you do a shotgun. Right. You know, so it's like it's still your three round maximum, but are people following that? Are they not? You know, now if you're starting to talk semi-auto with a magazine, I could see there being a lot of contention about, you know, these guys are going to be putting 20 rounds in and yeah, how do we regulate that? Yeah, or, maybe maybe increase the penalties or maybe make it make a stipulation where, you know, you can only have three in your gun and also you can only have a max capacity of, you know, X number of rounds, five rounds, you know. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be hard, I would say, to write a rule that if it's a detachable magazine or something, right, you can only have a three-round magazine or something. You know, I mean, a lot of bolt actions that you get a three- or a five-round magazine or something in those bolt-action rifles, and that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. So, a lot of excitement there. I'm excited about that new round. It's, It's exciting. I was impressed winchester kept it under wraps as well as they did i hadn't read or heard anything about it until basically they announced it at shot show yeah i well you had sent was that like a yeah. day or two before there was a magazine cover yes, a magazine i can't remember which one yeah some but it, some shooting magazine yeah, reloading it was kinda, the front cover of it you yeah. know because it's very big news right yeah i was i saw some videos because they've they've been Doing some testing, like I, I saw some videos with the the, uh, the Drury team. I, I forget what it was, but th- they said this is the first new round they've come out with in some. I mean, it's been a long time since Winchester's come out with a new round like this, so it was a big deal. The, I mean, the pro. It, now, granted, it's it's promo video, promo product, working with the Drurys, but I mean, they were dropping they were dropping bucks in their tracks with this thing so it was a pretty impressive sort of highlight reel mm-hmm. yeah i mean if like i said if the ballistics and everything are what they're advertising it as i mean it you know, i don't want to overstep but it really could be a round to end all deer hunting in ohio rounds you know i mean it's the round potentially for deer hunting in ohio yeah i, I, I mean because it's not to end all deer hunting, but maybe right. end the caliber, caliber debate sort of right. thing, if, you know, if you right. will. You know, I, I mean, right. Because right now it's kind of yeah. like 4570 versus 450 Bushmaster. It's like, what's the preference? What do people like? You know, it's, and then, right. you know, people have put. Or do you just stick with your 12 gauge? Right, yeah. right. Or you stick with your right 12 gauge shooting the sab- sab- sabot, sabot, <laughs> There we go. On a previous podcast, we had this discussion of which way that's pronounced. But yeah, I mean, ballistically, it. Really, I mean, because you're getting, like, you know, if we don't have the specifics written out here, but if you look into it, it's all, it's all over the internet. You know, I mean, you're getting ballistics of neck-down cartridges out of this with much less recoil. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. and it's, you know, I, I, the other thing I did read is it's, they're marketing it, you know, as like a 200 yard and under, not that it can't shoot further than that, but, sure. which again, leads right into Ohio deer hunting. You don't have 500 yard shots 
99.9% of the time. Right. In most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some big farm fields that you can, right. That's not to say that you can't, but yeah. Yeah. I think 450 Bushmaster, you know, is really threatened by this. You know, I, I think this is, if, if it's everything it's claimed to be, it could very easily turn 450 Bushmaster into an obscure round. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be better, cheaper. I, I that saw was the other the, thing. The yeah. Price. Yeah. They're talking like uh, nine bucks for a box of 20. Yeah. That which, was for the, like the, it was for like f- the practice, right? Like yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. full metal jackets, yeah. whatever. But I think even like the hollow points might have been like 12 or 13. Yeah. But not, yeah. I was, I was like, what? Yeah. 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 That's significantly cheaper than what's on the market currently. And another thing that wasn't super big in their advertisement, but was mentioned a few places, was that it's supposed to be significantly quieter than a 450 Bushmaster. You know, most people who have shot the round or been around someone who's shot the round know it's it's pretty loud. It's, you know, just as loud, if not louder, than a 4570. Well, and I think at least I, you know, most of the people shooting the 450 Bushmaster are shooting the the Ruger American bolt action that's got that big muzzle brake on it, and it just muzzle brakes just make guns loud, and that's what I've heard is to try to tame the recoil of that round. They put that muzzle brake on there, but now the thing, you know, kind of makes you deaf. Roars. Yeah. I actually, when I was just doing a little bit of research before we turned the podcast on, I saw that there's a um, in the 350 Legend, there's act they're making a subsonic round. Oh, really? Yeah, with a heavier bullet, but a, it's a subsonic. I don't remember the exact. I think it was a 285 grain subsonic mm-hmm. round versus the other ones. I think the typical, the normal ones were like 180 grain, 170 grain, somewhere in there. Okay. But yeah, I did see that. It was that they're in the works if it's not out yet. Yeah. I, but yeah, subsonic round. That's cool. So it sounds like they're, you know, they're they're making a big push to hopefully have widespread adoption on this, and right. and if it's as good as they're they're selling it to be, I think it will take off. But time but, will tell. Yeah, only time will tell on that. Yep. All right. So, what do we want to get into next? I would say we should the next thing that kind of probably ties best into hunting in Ohio, I guess, or hunting in general is those shorty rounds. They're pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think those kind of have a practical use in some places for hunting. So we yeah. could, do you want to explain what those are? Um, Jason, do you want to, Jason explain? can explain how no, probably um, did more research. Yeah. Basically from what I read about them, which I'll be the first to say was just basically just reading articles on the internet. Um, they're, it's a short, I mean, isn't that how everybody does their I research? Guess, yeah. <laughs> These days, yeah. <laughs> Ask Google. Um, but it's a short and shorty round, but it's a shorter shotgun round. Your standard shotgun rounds a two, two and three, and three quarter. quarter. Yeah, and this was a one and one and three quarter. One and three quarter. So it's an inch shorter. Yeah. Um, but they're saying ballistically with that it performs pretty similar to a two and three quarter. I'm not exactly sure. And I think that's the news, right? Because their shorty rounds aren't New, new right people right. have made shorty rounds before but but again some of the claims from federal are that this thing delivers the same performance as a 
standard two and three quarter shell. Right. The drop off in ballistics is insignificant, which the benefit now of having shorter shells is you can fit more rounds in your gun. You can do a lot of different things with these shorty rounds. But the um, weird thing is, so I saw a, that's, that's the benefit, right? That, you know, you, you put a bunch of these in your gun or, you know, maybe for home defense or something, you got, you can fit a bunch of ammo right. in your gun. But the, I saw a video from Outdoor Life saying that Federal doesn't recommend you running these in semi-auto. semi-automatic guns because the, the gun industry isn't there yet or something like that. And so it's probably a an adoption thing, right? Like they've not designed guns to run one and three quarter inch shells, but maybe if there's enough market demand, they'll make it to where these things will will run. Right. The other company that makes short shotgun or shells pretty regularly is Aguila. Mm-hmm. Um, they have what are they called? Mini mini shots, I think, is what they're called. Okay. And because of those being in, on the market, there are aftermarket adapters you can buy okay. to make your pump run, cycle them. Um, I think it just kind of shortens the uh, chamber area, like the, I, I don't know, gun, you know, uh, yeah. The, yeah. the word for the gun part, but it kind of shortens it so that there's less stroke there to pull. I back see. because I think the big problem is double feeding. Oh, Instead right. of pulling one shell out of the tube, it pulls two. It, you know, two come out because it probably pulls one and another one might fall out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. guns held up, you know, pointing. Because out. what what you know stops that next one from coming out is the gun itself. Yeah. So it, but it needs that extra room, especially if you're, you know. Uh, the gun is chambered for a three inch or a three shell. and a half, three and a half. Yeah. yeah. There's extra room. So two come out a yeah. double feet. Yeah. And then with also with Aguilas, the big problem is they're completely not compatible with auto loaders. The, there's not enough the chamber venting, pressure yeah, the, to cycle the axle. Cycle. Yeah. So yeah, that basically the, the big argument here, the big exciting news is that these are supposed to be just like Aguilas, but have much better performance. Okay. We'll have to see. You know, time will tell on that. Yeah. If, you know, if it's just Federal coming out with something that Aguilas already done and basically made the same thing, mm-hmm. just with the Federal name, you know, a more trusted name, or if it's actually what they're saying. Yes. Yeah. And they're offering it a couple different configurations, right? They're offering it in a, in a, in a shot shell. They right. claim they're having, they're going to have, um, rifled slugs for it. Rifled slugs. Yep. And then was there another one? Buckshot. 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 That's right. I That's think right. Number nine buck. If I'm like, I could be wrong, but I think it's nine buck. Okay. And I think the shot shells are eight shot. Okay. Okay. So, there again, another one that is kind of interesting could, you know, could have application from a home defense or from a, because they are offering slugs and, and things like that. You you know, you could do, you could do some hunting with these potentially. Yeah. I think the, the main hunting application would be 
either with with the shot shells um hunting squirrel or uh dove doves yeah uh quail you know especially i think doves really because a lot of times with dove hunting it can get pretty hot and heavy real fast yeah and having those couple extra rounds before you have to reload can be really great so yeah i think and, that would be one of the best applications and i would imagine they're going to have to have a small a somewhat smaller payload right so you whoops maybe from a uh, from a small game like a small sized small game standpoint you you stand less of a chance of just completely filling the meat with shot right, right. Yeah, and what I've seen with the Aguila mini shells is in some of the testing I've seen on those is that they're pretty comparable to a 410 in both power and payload. Okay. So with this, they're saying that the the payload may be a little less, but the power is supposed to be still there. Right, okay. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. You know, and... We'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. And p- potentially just the pattern size could be better with this compared to a 410. You know, you could get a, a better pattern with your shot. You know, sure. even even if it's not better payload or velocity, you may be able to pattern better out of a 12 gauge than with a 410. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, should we move on to the next one? Yeah. I guess... Briefly, we'll mention because this is—it's another exciting news. It sort of is in the shadow of the 350 Legend, but but Mossberg came out with a new—well, not a new bolt-action rifle, but a bolt-action chambered in 450 Bushmaster. So, with people that like 450 Bushmaster are looking at getting a 450 Bushmaster. You've got another option out there, and I want to say they're going to be. A little cheaper than the Rugers. Is yeah, that... this is actually kind of interesting because Mossberg actually launched this gun and started shipping it to stores before they ever announced it. Oh, so really? Stores I hadn't were, read that. Were getting this gun, and they they hadn't announced that it even existed. Okay. They didn't announce it till Shot Show, but they actually released it back in December. Oh, okay. So they're they're on the market now. You can buy one now. Um, the MSRP is, uh, I believe it's $450, but right now, if you go looking and look hard enough, you can get them for under $350 right now. Wow. Okay. So the, the price is pretty significantly lower. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know anything about how, how good of a gun it is yet or anything, but they kind of, it was kind of interesting how they launched it because... They just started, started shipping sending them. them. Yeah, that's interesting. Not not hunting related, but Mossberg related. They also announced a new handgun that they mm-hmm. came out with at Shot Show, which is again that was another one that's you know they haven't had a. I guess apparently they've had handguns in the past. I've I, you know I'm not up on Mossberg firearm history, but they've had a handgun, but this was their first handgun in quite some number of years, I think. So that was exciting news for them. Mm-hmm. I haven't read much about it or, or heard much about it, but still yeah. exciting, interesting news. You know, hopefully it, hopefully it fares better than uh, 
some of the Remington handguns that have come out in recent past, you know, is another kind of brand that was that's more of a, a hunting brand, if you will, than than a military or tactical brand. But we shall see. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. All right. So where should we go from here? What are you guys liking? Well, one other. This is kind of a small piece of exciting news. Is that Remington is going to start manufacturing their hog hammer rounds in a couple of uh, straight walled cartridges. Probably the most exciting one is the uh, the forty five seventy for Ohio hunters. You know, although it's called a hog hammer, it's perfectly suited the hunting deer. What is? Because I'm not familiar with their hog hammer rounds. What is? Is that one of some? It's bullet technology or it's a brand name for, I mean, it, it was specifically designed for hog hunting. Sure. It's a copper sol- solid bullet. Okay. Which is kind of one of the exciting things because some, some guys don't like using lead rounds yeah. for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, environmental reasons to health reasons. You know, yep. they're, they're worried about the lead contaminating the meat. Some people just prefer, you know, the expansion of a copper round over a lead but they're uh starting to make the hog hammer the ones i can remember off the top of my head were the the 4570 44 magnum 357 10 millimeter okay you know so a lot of the traditional straight walled cartridges that people are using they'll have another option for a copper solid bullet which is hard to find in a lot of those calibers yeah yeah that's cool. That's exciting. All right. I'll, uh, Jake, do you have one or? No, All no, right. I, you can go on. Keep going down your list. So one that I saw in doing research for this, I don't, it wasn't actually announced at SHOT Show and it's not entirely new, but Primos makes their, what they call their surround view blinds, which was a, a big deal last year at the ATA show which is, if you're not familiar with it, it's a blind made out of a, think of like one-way glass, if you will. It's it's camo blind material on the outside, but when you sit inside of it, you can see through all of it, right? So instead of sitting in a blind that has black walls other than the few little windows that you look out, you're sort of sitting, <laughs> it, I mean, I've not sat in one, but the, the videos and stuff I've seen, it's like it's an invisibility cloak, right? It's like you're sitting inside and can see everything outside, but nothing can see you inside. So at ATA this year, so those those up to this point have all been fully, you know, your standard kind of fully enclosed blind. This year they came out with, I think they're calling it their stakeout blind. So it's like three panels that you would put out in front of you what I could see is like for a run and gun turkey setup, if you're wanting to hunt them with a compound bow and you need to hide that draw cycle or taking kids out, right, that aren't going to sit as still, they can sit behind this this um, surround view blind material and move around more and not get seen by the turkeys, but still, you know, have hopefully have some success. And this material is shoot through, I'm assuming? It still has windows in it okay i don't think it's designed to be shot through in every angle i still think you have the limitations of still shooting shooting through the windows windows, but 
you can see things coming from every direction, basically. Okay. So I'm, my impression, if, if I remember correctly, the it's got some metal framing in it to kind of make those panels pop and make them rigid then and then you know you kind of stake it out in front of you i want to it comes with a carrying bag i want to say that all total it's like four pounds for these three panels and and everything which isn't bad i mean it's it's four more pounds to carry around but like i said if, if you're taking a kid out or you you know you'd like hunting turkeys with a with a compound bow maybe that's a that's a great option because it gives you that sort of like you said you can hide that movement but still see everything. Mm-hmm. So wasn't a shot show thing. It was more of an ATA thing, but I thought it fit with this discussion today. So what else do you guys got? Uh, the other thing that I guess I, Jeff and I were talking about before we got started here, um, isn't necessarily new for shot show this year, but it's kind of, I think it came out for, it's a Turkey load. Um, I think it was a big craze last year, but now um, some more details of it and a little bit more availability of it. Yeah, more manufacturers, manufacturers are making, are, yeah, are making uh, the new tungsten turkey load. Okay. Uh, Browning, I believe, had it last year. They came out with it. They kind of came out with it first, and it was such a hit last year from what I was seeing that guys couldn't even get it. It was sold out pretty much instantly, mm-hmm. so there's not a whole lot of, anecdotal evidence as much as could be because guys couldn't get their hands on it. Um, but the idea behind it is, um, tungsten is a denser metal than, you know, your lead, your lead shot, lead shot. Um, so the idea is you could get equal or more penetration with smaller shot. So what I saw, I think was that like a five shot in lead is equal to like a seven or eight shot in this tungsten. Okay. So you're going to get more BBs out there at the animal, um, but get similar penetration, similar results. So for turkey hunting, that gives you, you know, a little bit more BBs, which the idea is with turkey hunting is to get as many BBs on target as possible. Yeah. Um, So if you have more, that's going to up your odds of having success. So that's kind of the, that's interesting. It's new. I mean, like I said, not new specifically for SHOT Show, but it's more available, more manufacturers are making it. Uh, so I think it's going to be something that more guys are going to get into this turkey season. I will put a caveat out there. The price on these is very expensive in my mind. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I think Jeff just showed me um, before we got started here that it's somewhere in the realm of like $60 for a box of these things. A box of five. A box of five shots. So we're talking over $10 a round. Yeah. Which seems outrageous, but hopefully... You just need one. Right. Yeah. Hopefully you just need one. And if it... I mean, if it makes that big of a difference performance-wise, I mean, if it's the difference of blasting a, you know, a Tom and it flopping down and then standing up and walking away versus it not standing up. I mean, it might be worth it. I mean, I, I, I mean, know. you've got that much in arrows. Yeah. Hopefully you can reuse an arrow more than once, but there's times where you don't or you right. lose it or, Absolutely, you know, right. So, yeah, I mean, there's times you're, you got that much yeah, in your shaft. Yeah. And then your broadheads easily. Right. Yeah. Easy. Right. You got $10 in a broadhead. You got right. $10 in a arrow. You got 
if you got lighted knocks, you got money there, you know, I mean, it's, right. you got a lot of money in an arrow. Right. If you refletch your arrows, that's even. Right. Yeah. And so it, it's all good if, if it does, you know, if it knocks that turkey over and that turkey can't get away, that's all good because I started turkey hunting kind of me and our dad started learning how to turkey hunt together. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the early 2000s when Ohio's turkey population really got up there, uh, popularity went up. You know, I was 10, 12 years old. Um, like, Dad, we should try this. Yeah, yeah. And basically, because he had someone to yeah. go with him, it was, let's do it. Yeah. And we made a lot of mistakes using, you know, underpowered rounds. I mean, I was using a, a 20 gauge. Yeah. So, yeah, using underpowered rounds and obviously just all your new turkey hunter calling mistakes. Yeah. and But uh, I had a lot of turkeys taking too far shots, mm-hmm. but I, I think I had three or three, two or three, three, I think three turkey that I, you know, the first three turkeys I shot, I never got. Yeah. I shot them. They flopped around and we were hunting in our cabin in Southern Ohio national forest. And they would take off across the hills. You know, we were up on hilltops They'd take off, you know, and just throw their wings out and soar across the hollow and we would never find them, you know, whether they, you know, died or we don't know. I mean, because we, we would search. Yeah. So. Not a lot of blood in a turkey. Yeah. And to prevent that issue, you know, that's a lot. I mean, the other thing is, you know, we kind of didn't know, you know, when you shoot a deer, you shoot a deer and let it run away and bleed out or whatever. Right. Where a turkey, what you really should do is shoot it and then run and get it. Yeah. Get your hands on it because the thing will fly or, you know, it'll get away on you. Well, like you said. it's hard to find a turkey once it's run away. Especially in hill country, it's all they got to do is open their wings and, and, you know. They could be a mile away. (laughs) That seems an exaggeration, but... Clear on the other side of the right. hollow, right? I mean, with no right. blood trail to follow, right. I, it went over there somewhere, right? It's not going to leave a big running track like a like a deer. It's like right. I, I, I don't know. That well, turkey's gone. People say, you know, people say, oh, you know, turkey don't fly or they fly very minimally. But like you said, down in hill country, it's not even flying. They literally just jump and then put their wings out and they just soar. Yeah. So they're not flying, but they can cover a lot of ground without flapping their wings a single time. Right. And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but down at the cabin in hill country, the turkeys are always at the very top of the hill. Mm-hmm. I, you always run into them at the very peak. That's where they're at. I, you know, so it's, they're always set up to do that. Yeah. You know, they're, I very rarely run into them down the hill there are always up at the top yep so more options more ammo options is always good you know we will like i said hopefully uh if it becomes sort of the standard this tungsten loads for turkeys becomes the standard hopefully the price comes down or there's there's uh lower priced options i know the what was it the winchester Longbeard xr when that stuff came out right it was 
you had to mortgage your house for it. But I think it's, I mean, it's still expensive, but I think the price has come down a little bit on that. So, and that, the other nice thing is some of these, what I'll call quote unquote, more engineered rounds for Turkey, right? You can use a 20 gauge with some of these loads that they're holding a super tight pattern and, you know, you can, you can get out there and and get enough pellets on target to use a 20 gauge. So more options is good. Yeah. On a, on a side note, have you guys seen these, uh, gobbler guillotine arrowheads, broadheads, broadheads? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You guys seen those? They've been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I, they, they, they came out and I remember as a kid, like them being Right. popular and they were all on the all videos the just cleaving their heads clean yeah. off yeah i mean because the, the idea of the the broadhead is to decapitate the turkey right for, it's like a four inch broadhead or something or it's, yeah. it's something huge but i've been seeing them again now okay uh you know now that people are starting to prepare for turkey season yeah but i i also saw on the internet some guy hunting geese with them oh really like off of a golf course <laughs> and thought that was cool you know because it's basically you know pretty similar yeah yeah and yeah that that one was cool because the geese weren't as intelligent about it yeah you know so he could get a couple yeah so especially golf course geese right yeah yeah yeah. i just thought that was a interesting little side note yeah yeah okay well i didn't have anything else do you guys have any other things from shot show you wanted to cover talk about thoughts anything you saw that was cool uh the only thing and i don't have a lot of details on it i just know we had posted it on the social is the there's a new i don't even know how to call it it's the, the atf's not even sure how to classify it really but it's like a oh yeah i believe it's it's a it's not non, an air rifle yeah, it's, it's a non-atf item isn't yeah. it well they the atf officially classified it as a muzzle loader right but um it's like a I guess it's like a gun that can shoot arrows. I yeah, guess it's, I mean, it's hard to explain exactly it's similar what it to, is. There's been on the market air guns that shoot arrows, yeah. right. full size arrows. It's very similar to that, except this shoots a is it a 22 caliber? I think it's a 22 blank, basically blank or something along those lines. So it's yeah, it's not an air gun that shoots uses compressed air. It shoots a blank or a cap, so to speak. Yeah that then causes combustion that then blows the arrow out. So I think that's why they classified it as a muzzle loader because it's, you load it one arrow at a time, so to speak. Um, the claims that I was reading said that it actually pulls the arrow, not pushes the arrow, which well, that's with all the, the, cause the way they work is, you know, your bow pushes an arrow from the right. back. These things, even the air rifles I've seen, there's an air tube that goes inside the arrow shaft, and that air is being, instead of pushing it on the back of the arrow, it pushes it it's basically front. pushing it right behind the broadhead broad or the yeah. field tip. It's not really pulling. I mean, I guess initially, right, the rest of the arrow is behind where it, the force is being applied. It, I, I think that's that kind makes of more, more of a sense. marketing that kind makes of like. More sense. I'm thinking yeah, it, it pulls it so it's more accurate, right? You know, it's, okay. It's just pushing it from the front 
from inside the tube. Yes. Therefore, it's not causing the tail spin or whatever they say can come with the... Yeah, you don't get that like shaft flex right. and, and things that you that you would by pushing it from the rear. But anyhow, it's kind of a cool little gimmicky. I can't say gimmicky necessarily. I mean, it's a real thing, but um, I'm not sure. Like a, like in the post we mentioned, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with it regulation-wise. Yeah. If states are going to allow it, are they not going to allow it? Are they going to classify it like they do the air guns? Is it, you know, what yeah. season is it going to be able to be used in? What I've seen on, you know, some online lawyering here is the way that Ohio's laws are written right now, this would technically be a legal firearm. It would be a a muzzle loader. Yeah. Like the way the law is loader, right now because you could not use it during bow season as a crossbow. Correct. It would be a firearm. A firearm. But it would be a legal firearm because of the stipulations they have for muzzle loaders. It it fits is what I've I've heard. And then my next question again caveat of it my understanding is you can interchange pretty easily from shooting like a 22 bullet to this arrow it's like a barrel swap or something if you will yeah so which the the barrel is on the arrow when it's shooting arrows is you know barrels kind of a loose term in this sense yeah yeah so potentially i mean it could be i mean i don't know how much goes into that swap or how easy it is or what but yeah. i mean potentially i guess you could maybe even use it again if it's used during muzzleloader season then that's a little different but if it were to be classified as an arrow about you know to use during archery season i mean that could possibly open up opportunity you know to use it for small game and then swap the barrel you know what i mean i don't know or if yeah. use it with the bow the arrow barrel we'll call it and then, Arrow you know, configuration. if you're covered up in small game in your tree stand, you could just swap it out. And I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think the real, you know, it's not as interesting as a, from a hunting standpoint as it is as uh, how it's going to give a lot of game agencies yeah. fits. How are they going to handle you it? You know, because I, I, a lot of people are saying that Ohio's going to need to rewrite their law to if they want to prevent it you know because currently by what they're seeing with the law it's it's legal do you think your guys's opinion do you think they need to prevent it if they're if the if the atf is classifying it as a muzzleloader and ohio law says it's a muzzleloader in my mind no if it's restricted to muzzleloader season i don't really see the interest in using it over a muzzleloader right the what becomes intriguing to me is people that would want to use it in place of a crossbow or a compound bow you know use you can it use during it during an archery season archery season because right. now you can get a lot more accuracy distance potentially right. you know because what i saw the claims they were saying you know that it is lethal accurate up to like 100 yards yeah, which that's a whole new ball game when you're talking archery. So, I mean, I don't see why you would use it on top of or in place of a muzzleloader. You know, you're not going to get the same distance and as you would from a muzzleloader. And see, that goes like this. This spawns a whole other conversation about 
archery ranges and things, but I just don't, you're, you're, an arrow isn't going to fly supersonic. So that right. a bow going off with an animal standing a hundred yards away, there's a chance that animal doesn't hear the bow. They're going to hear a gunshot. Right. And then a couple seconds later, here comes an arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so, cause I think what I was reading is it, it's not like it shoots these arrows at astronomical speeds. It's right around what a crossbow, crossbow do. does right now. It's like in the 300 to 400 feet per second. I mean, it's not like it's a 700 feet per second, you know, right. crazy. So that's your fast compound bows, right. your, your, your crossbows. Yeah. What I've heard that the, the big advantage this has over a crossbow or a compound bow for that matter is that the the accuracy of it because it is yeah. being propelled by the the tip by the field point or by the broadhead yeah it's there's no flex there's arrow flex which makes it extremely accurate yeah you know to the point where you're getting firearm accuracy out at 50 75 yards right where with a crossbow you can be pretty darn accurate but it's not firearm accuracy yeah Yeah, i would say i would agree on the you know if 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 people want to use them during muzzleloader season sure i guess i don't you know i don't like it i'm with you why why would you use that instead of a muzzleloader i wouldn't be in favor of allowing them during an archery season i don't i don't think it provides any benefit it doesn't it's not like it's a new opportunity that's going to attract people to the sport to hunting right, right. i mean it, i i would argue that it's even not doing any favors to the wildlife cuz like you said at 100 yards that animal it, I'd be hard pressed to see an ethical shot at a hundred yards with a bow. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. even if it's a firearm bow, that animal is going to move. Well, and, and even, even just from the a hunting pressure standpoint, right? People are in the woods with bows, but bow hunting doesn't, I would say, I would argue doesn't put as much stress or pressure, pressure on. There's not gunshots going off in the woods. Right. Whereas, I mean, there's a gunshot involved with this. It's just pushing an arrow instead of a bullet. So, I yeah, I wouldn't... I would say no dice on allowing them for an archery season. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to using one during a muzzleloader season. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I just, but again, like I previously stated, I just don't see the reason to use one yeah i mean you're you're handicapping yourself by using that over a muzzleloader which i guess people do that all the time i mean they use traditional bows instead of compound bows and yeah, compound I mean, you bows can still use crossbows. Your, your bow during muzzleloader season right. if you want right you know. i mean i just don't see a real practical reason i guess other than maybe like our previous episode where you're trying to hunt suburban and don't want to disturb your neighbor a 22 would be quieter than a muzzleloader yeah, but that would be about the only, and that's stretching it. You know, I mean, it's quieter than a muzzleloader. So if you're really worried about the sound, but I, 
again, I would limit it to muzzleloader season. I definitely, I would not open it up to archery. Yeah. If you're worried about noise in your muzzleloader season, you just get one of those Maxim 50s, those suppressed muzzleloaders. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's another thing. I, I guess maybe we should, it's kind of at the end of the episode here. We're wrapping it up, but we, there's a lot of cool things that come out of SHOT Show, but we focused on things that were real to Ohio hunting primarily. Yeah. And we didn't get into the, I mean, there's a lot of really cool things that are really, really expensive that came yeah. out of SHOT Show. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was suppressors, there was all kinds of stuff, but you're talking pretty high dollar items. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I saw a thermal optic when I was scrolling through that was starting at $10,000, which is just outrageous to me. But, right. I mean, I, maybe there's people out there that can afford a thermal optic for $10,000, but. Well, and maybe, I mean, that's, you know, shot shows everything, right? It's maybe it's an agency that's doing night calling or something. And that makes sense for them. It's a business expense. I don't know. I don't see your, I mean, I'm sure there's some guys that are into that and would spend 10 grand. I, you know, there's all kinds of people out there. So it makes this world exciting, but I would imagine that a $10,000 thermal site is more for some kind of a, some sort of an agency that, needs that and and shot is also military stuff right? right i mean maybe it's a military application who knows i don't know i didn't look into it i don't know what the what the details of that is but yeah and okay. i guess one more thing that's again kind of related i don't know a whole lot of details on it i just scrolled through but it looked like loophole came out with a i'll do air quotes here affordable red dot site affordable in the sense of loophole i think the msrp was like Two ninety nine, and then if it had like a special reticle in it, it was three ninety nine. I think it's some sort of like a bullet drop compensator thing. I didn't look into it too much, but for loophole, that's it's just the, a standard red dot. Um, it it's a standard red dot, but they have reticles specific to chamber. Like I said, I really just scrolled oh, through. Oh, okay. It's got so some kind of ballistic, ballistic calculator, calculator built in, right? Or not calculator, but like drop right compensating Some bullet drop compensating based on your ballistics but it because i was thinking even for even for loophole that's a seems like a lot of money for a red right. dot site but, but no it has some technology in it plus you get the loophole backing on it i mean for life and whatever because i think the vortex spark is is what 99 or, or one i don't know it's yeah, like their know. sort I'm of entry sure. level red dot but um, yeah, I don't know. It was just something where I just, I saw the loophole name on it and then it was under a thousand dollars. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's <laughs> typically loophole optics are very expensive. Yeah. I mean, you're getting premier top of the line stuff, but they're. Well, and the nice thing about, pricey. like you said, the, the loophole stuff and, and the vortex stuff is that lifetime warranty, man. They're, and I don't know, I think loopholes this way, but I know vortex is very much like sort of no questions asked. You, oops, I backed over it with my truck send it in we'll you know like it's a right i think they call it their vip warranty and it's sort of a no questions asked if it broke and burned up in a house fire we'll get you another one sort of thing like they're they really stand behind that that lifetime warranty so okay well if there's nothing else we'll uh wrap it up if you guys i will ask you a favor if you're if you're enjoying the show if you if you like what you hear when we release an episode share that episode post to your to your page that's a 
that's a great way to get the word out and, and just sort of share the podcast that helps us a lot with visibility and, and sort of our analytics and, and helping the show grow. So if you like the show, if you're enjoying the show, when we post a new episode, share it to your, your social pages, that would help us out a lot. We are Ohio Huntsman on Facebook. We're Ohio Huntsman podcast on Instagram. You can follow us there. We're still selling our t-shirts. There'll be links to all of that in the show notes. If there's nothing else, I want to thank everybody for listening. Subscribe to the show. That way you get notified of new episodes. And we will talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.